0: genuinely can't tell if that's good. For all the things that we forgot and ever thumb do. Brah. Happy New Year, everyone. G'day. It's Aiden Jones. And you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 3rd of January 2023. Oh, I nailed it. I fucking nailed that. Just like I'm going to nail every single thing that I do this year. No more mistakes, no more no more errors, no more getting things wrong. It's going to be perfect. That's the pressure I'm putting myself, and you know what? I can cope with it because I'm perfect now. If you guys got any resolutions, I don't have any resolutions actually. I don't think I do. I just I want to I got a goal and I'm working towards it. And I'm excited about that. I hope you guys have had a nice new year. I hope you've had a nice week. I'm going to have the first sip of tea for 2023. And it is the perfect temperature. Just like everything this year is going to be. Perfect. Perfection. (sighs) I'm feeling all right. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I've done a good day's work here. I, uh, I... Did my planning last week, and I'm actually recording this on the Monday, Um, but I uh, did my planning last week, and today was the first day I'm promoting my Bendigo show, which, by the way, is on the 20th of January Um, at the Engine Room Theatre in Bendigo. I've just done a bunch of work for that this morning, and it feels good, and like, that's it. I don't need to do any more, you know? I'm starting to feel like, oh, maybe I could start doing another thing. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't need to do another thing. Do the pod. Watch a bit of comedy, you know, maybe I'll read my book in a bit. I'm just gonna chill. That's 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 the vibe right now. Yesterday I um took the first day of the year to what did I do? I woke up late. Oh my god, I I uh FaceTimed my girlfriend who was she's in Ireland, so obviously it was like, you know, eleven hours later there New Year's. So it was eleven AM, or like ten thirty AM or whatever for me. It was a bit after New Year's, but they had just had their midnight and uh, called them and they had missed, her and her cousin were just there, just the two of them and they had missed New Year's um, which is very funny. What was the fucking thing again? They missed it because, oh yeah, yeah, they were on the um, TV, you know there's like TV channels that are like an hour later, It's like it's like fucking channel 10 plus one or whatever and it's like an hour later than like if you missed it. So they were watching that. So it was like, an hour behind and they saw that it was getting to midnight and they were like, oh my God, they've gone to an ad break over midnight. This is crazy. And they were saying like, they're going to have to like, come back on and apologize to everyone for missing New Year's. And they heard all fireworks going off around them and they still hadn't done the countdown yet. And then they realized they were on the wrong channel and they were like, oh, we missed New Year's. What a bunch of fucking nerds. That was funny. Um, I told an insane story that I didn't need to tell. I just... I told some story about, um, you know what, here I am telling it on the podcast, fuck me, when I was 19, I uh, lived in this house that, I think I've told a bit of this story before, but the um, owners of the house also owned the nightclub that I worked at, and so they let us live there and just took a hundred bucks a week off of our pay, me and two of the other people who worked there, and we found a cat that had just had a litter of kittens in the backyard, so nice, and one of them came to the house, and so we kept it, and we named it, and um, well, we couldn't think of a name for ages, and I was 19, and I don't know if I've made it clear enough on this podcast, but if I'm a dickhead now, mate, (laughs) I was a dickhead when I was 19, and I thought it would be funny to name it, I'm not going to say the word, but the, the, the mean, awful thing that you can call gay people. That starts with F, that was the name of the cat And anyway, I've told my girlfriend that story And uh, we were talking about, I've got a tattoo of a dog on my arm Picasso's one line drawing of a dog But I think it's funny to be like, that people go Oh, do you like dogs? I'm like, nah, not really, not bothered, but I just like the tattoo And then her cousin, this girl goes Now, do you like cats? Because I have a cat Do you like cats? Careful And I was like, oh, I used to have a cat actually. And I went to tell that story and I started telling it. And my girlfriend was like, Aiden, what are you doing? Stop. Stop. Don't tell this story. Like, this is my cousin, you fucking idiot. But I was already telling it and so I had to finish the story. And I mean, to be fair, she was lovely. I was just like, yeah, look, this was dumb. I'm sorry. (laughs) First time I met her cousin, we're having a lovely chat, and then I start telling this story. And then the end of the story is that the cat died because the uh, one of the guys, the guy that I lived with, it was a girl and a guy and me, and the, the girl and I were good mates, and then the guy, I mean, he was a decent dude, but at the time we just butted heads and he was a bit of a fuck. And anyway, the cat died. It got run over, but we didn't notice for like a week. And then I asked him, hey, have you seen you know, anywhere, and he was like, oh yeah, he got hit by a car, and I didn't want to upset the other girl who lived with us, so I just quietly put him in the bin, put my cat in the bin, Um, and I spoke to my girlfriend today, and she said that her cousin said the most upsetting part of that story was not the name of the cat, but it was the fact that we didn't notice that it had been dead for a week, (laughs) funny, oh mate. I, I don't feel like I've done that much in the last week, to be honest. Like, my mum and her partner were here for a few days, which was really cool. Nice to hang out with my mum, but also, you know, just there's always, like, a kind of a, an amount of stress. I want to make sure we're doing stuff. I'm hoping the stuff we're doing is fun. Are they enjoying themselves? Are me and my mum having any kind of, like, you know, like, low-level tension between us is always just... A little bit there I think and It's just, just that Just spending time with your family Around the holidays It was good We did some nice stuff We had some nice meals They came to Exford Oh man I did this gig at the Exford on Thursday Which um, the Exford is a gig in Melbourne That's been running for like 12 years Like longer than I've been doing comedy And it's just like a dive bar If you know the bar in the CBD There's a bottle shop That's open till 5am Attached to the pub Um, and, uh, they used to do comedy, but it stopped during the pandemic, but it's back now and I emceed the show for three hours and, um, it is just a fucking shit fight of a show, man. And my mum and her partner, oh my God, what is fucking wrong with me? I feel, I don't know what I feel. My mum and her partner came to the show and, um, stayed for the whole show, which I thought was incredible because I... Didn't even watch the whole show and I wasn't seeing it. I was on my phone for half the time. Now, you know what? I'm going to tell this story and then I'm going to tell some other stories and then I'm going to try and get to the bottom of why I don't feel like I'm quite on the money today here. This is something I've done this week that I'm really proud of. So, at the end of February this year coming, um, I, uh, I'll i be finishing at the Adelaide Fringe and I've got flights back to melbourne that my management have booked but i thought because later in the year me and my girlfriend are going to go on holiday when she comes back here and there's this thing called transfer car where if a car hire company has their car in one city and they need to get it back to another city they'll let you drive it for free for a few days so you drive it back you don't have to pay to hire it you get free hire of the car and they get someone to drive their car from a city back to another city for free right um so i thought Me and my girlfriend, it'd be cool if we did that in May But I want to test it to see how it works So I booked one from the last day of my run in Adelaide On the 26th, the Sunday From Adelaide to drive back to Melbourne And it's this camper van So you get three days for free I pick it up on the 26th I drop it in Melbourne on the 28th And I get two nights on the road in a camper van So I can sleep in it I don't have to pay for accommodation And I'll just drive it, you know Like I'll take the long route It'll be fun So I booked that And uh, Transfer Car is the website if you want to check it out. It seems cool. I mean, I'll let you know how it goes in Feb when I do it. But um, they're like a third party and then they put you in touch with the company that actually owns the van. So I book it through them and then I get an email from the company that owns the van. And they're like, hey, thanks for booking this thing. Cheers for doing it. You're confirmed. You just need to pay a deposit. Um like 14 days before you pick the car up. And I'm like, sick, that's ages away. I'm not gonna think about that for a while. And it was like I, I think I got that email on like the tw- I did, I remember. You will find out why, but I remember. The twentieth of December. And then I get another email a few days later. And then within a week I get like three or four emails from the first one. And they're all going like urgent, you know, but none of them really say that I need to do anything other than that I need to pay Fourteen days before, I so like it's all there's no action required right now, but on the last day, on the twenty seventh, I get this one and I'm like on the way to go do some of my day job and I'm on the bus. I've got a bit of time and it just says urgent, you need to read this and it says something about checking in, but you also says you don't need to check in until fourteen days before. But I'm like, you know what? I keep getting these emails. I'm gonna start checking in. So I do the check in. I'm putting my details in. And then as I'm doing that, 10 minutes after I receive the email, I get another email and it says, your thing has been cancelled. And I'm like, what? But I was literally doing it. So I email back and I say, hey, you've just cancelled me. I'm really sorry. I didn't know that I had to do it now, but I'm doing it now. So can you reinstate it? And this person goes, hey, it's me. No, you can't get it reinstated. You took too long. So I've given it to someone else and it's cancelled. And I'm like... I didn't even, what, like, what's going on? I gave them my email. I tried to call them a few times. I didn't get any reply, just went straight to voicemail. And I gave them my number and I said, look, I'd really love to talk about this because I don't see anywhere where you said that I had to do it. And, And the person replied, it was a lady and she goes, you had to do it within two days of receiving the email and I gave you a week and you didn't reply and you didn't whatever. So I've canceled your thing and it's, it's happened, it's done. And uh, I'm in the middle of like, I'm trying to figure out the play here because I'm looking on the site and there's no other cars available for that time. It was perfect. I could pick it up the day that my last show finishes, drive it back to Melbourne from Adelaide. Like, you know, it was too perfect and I didn't want to lose it. And I'm angry because I feel like I didn't do anything wrong. There was nothing. I read the emails again and there was nothing in the emails to say that. I needed to do this thing that she was saying that I didn't do. And also in her one of her emails, she said, I sent you the email like on the 12th. And I was like, Oh, you didn't send me it on the 12th. You sent me it on the 20th. So I'm I'm sensing like chinks in this person's armor. Shouldn't say chinks by itself that standalone. I feel bad about that. (laughs) I'm sensing chinks in this person's armor. But that was completely innocent. Um, Anyway, so I get a call. I'm in the middle of writing this email reply, and I get a call from her. And uh, I'm trying to be level headed. I'm not trying to be aggressive, but I feel so angry. And to be honest, this anger is probably, I mean, it's about this and it's annoying, but like in the grand scheme of things, you know, I can let it go. It's not the end of the world. I literally already have a flight booked. So. If I don't get to use this car, I just have to not cancel that flight. But I just there's something about her accusing me of not doing this thing that I feel like I'm like no, you're I've not done anything wrong here, and you're saying that I have, so I'm right and you're wrong, and I don't want to let go of that. So on the phone, I'm like, hey, you know this, and she's like stating her. We're saying the same stuff, and eventually, I'm like, look, I read the email. First of all, it didn't it, you, you, it didn't confirm on the 12th; it was on the 20th. So you're wrong there. And she goes, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what day. It doesn't matter. 20th, whatever. And she goes, I've had to cancel. This happens all the time. I've had to cancel five this morning. So I'm like, all right. In my head, I'm like, well, then maybe it's your system, you know, that you're not telling people what they need to do. And then you're just canceling straight away. Maybe that's why if you've had to cancel five this morning, it's because you're not telling people. I'm trying to stay calm. And then I'm, I'm like, all right, look, can you, do you want to read me back the email that you sent me where you told me that I had to check in because I can't find it and I don't think you told me that I had to do that. So do you want to find it and read it back to me? And I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm wrong. And she's like, I don't want to do that. I'm really stressed and I've got a lot to do and I'm just, I don't want to, no, it's just, that's what's happened and that's it. And eventually I realise that she's not going to budge. So I'm like, all right, okay. All right. I hope you have a great day. Thank you very much. And we hang up. And I, that's right. I said, I'm sorry that this has happened and thank you very much. Have a great day. But I'm still so fucking angry and I want to say something to her, but I catch myself. And I'm like, if I just get angry at this person, we're just going to be angry at each other. And I'm trying to rise above. And this is what I'm proud of myself for. I sent this email. I'm like, I'm going to try and see her side and then reflect that back to her and just say, I'm sorry. And that's it because I figure I'm not getting the thing anyway. And I was thinking like if I apply for some of these in the future, it might be from her company. And if she hates me, she's not going to give them to me if she sees my name and my email again. So let me just at least like try and have a positive interaction. So I said, hey, I'm sorry... That call went the way it did. You sound frustrated with the number of cancellations you've had to do today. I apologize if the correspondence with me has added to your stress. Thank you for taking the time to call me and trying to explain your side. I also want to note that you are working over the Christmas period, which I'm sure isn't your ideal situation, and that there are probably other things you'd rather be doing right now than arguing with people about emails over the phone. I think it just started raining. Oh, it just started raining. Anyway... I sincerely hope you have a great rest of your day and that you can go home tonight and do something that you love. Thanks, Aiden. I sent her a fucking apology. Like, you know, uh, like, hey, man, I'm trying to see it from your perspective. And to be honest, I was so fucking angry when I sent that. I was just like this is me going, if you don't reply to this or you are angry about this, then you're a fucking loser and I can just have that forever and never need to worry again. That's how angry I was. I'm just like, i want to be, <laughs> do you ever do that? You'd like so nice. You're so angry that you'd be nice because there's no way I'm being that nice to someone who I'm not insanely furious with. There's no way. But there's a point that you cross over the line where you're like, I want to yell at this person to just like, I want to humiliate you by being so nice that you're embarrassed into being nice back to me. And I didn't expect anything from her, but I got this back. Hi, Aiden. Gosh, now I feel bad. Thank you. And I apologize. Also been a crappy morning. Look, if you want to do it, I can reinstate it for you. (gasps) Oh, I fucking got it back, man. That was it. That was all I needed to do was be so angry that I would be nice enough to her to try and humiliate her into being nice back to me. And it worked. She was nice back to me. So (laughs) this is the bit that I'm not proud of, actually. Um, I said I'd love to do it, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, Where is it? I said, I'd love to do it, thank you, yeah, cool, you know, that's so nice And she was like, I've never had someone apologise to me like that And then uh, I said Where's this fucking thing I said uh, (laughs) Thank you so much, mate, I've done it all except the reverse of my licence, whatever as for my email, also thank you for reading it and accepting it. It takes two to tango. I think we've both done very well here, and I'm proud of us. Ha ha. God, I'm such a fucking suck up. I've been a dickhead to enough people in my life. I'm trying to keep it there. This is a long shot, but I don't know if you like stand-up comedy. I'm a comedian. I have a special on YouTube. Link below. If you need a laugh and fancy it later today, give it a watch. I'm very funny. <laughs> I sent her some of my stand-up And I told this to a friend over New Year's And I was like, yeah, then I sent her some of my stand-up And he looked at me like I was joking I was like, oh no, like 100% I did And then he was like, oh yeah, like, oh, you've probably had a tough day I was like, that's literally what I said, yes And he just burst out laughing I thought that was a reasonable thing I don't know, am I a lunatic? We've connected, we had a nice moment Maybe she wants to fucking, you know <laughs> <laughs> Always on the hustle grind mindset This is what 2023 is about um, And then uh, later that day she said By the way the deposit's $3,000 And I took the whole day and then realised I'm not going to have $3,000 And I know it's only a deposit but I don't have it So I messaged her and said Look I'm sorry I don't think I'm going to be able to do this and, uh, and she was like That's okay make it 1500 And I was like oh my god the power of this fucking email. It's curious to me though, like that I sent that because that's what you're supposed to do, isn't it? When you feel shitty and angry at someone, the whole I guess it comes from Christianity or religion or whatever it's like turn the other cheek or you know, take the high road, all of that stuff. And it's hard, and I didn't enjoy it. That's it, didn't make me feel good. And I wonder, I mean, for her even, it took her a lot of courage to reply back to me and I bet it didn't make her feel good either because we we're both just hating each other and it feels good to just fucking unload on someone and be like, guess what? Fuck you. You're a loser. I'm right. And like let go of your, your right, you know, like your right to be, to be the winner. Um, so another one just happened to me actually. Oh, 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 yeah, to follow on from last week, the fucking guy... The 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 car share thing, car next door, remember a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or whatever when I talked about that and about how they were like, oh, you left the car with a quarter of a tank full and I felt bad? I've kept emailing them because I'm like, I want to see this photo and just today, they sent me a link to the photo but I couldn't open it on my phone, it just took me to the app and then eventually today I was like, can you send it again? And I open it on my my laptop, and I went to the app, and I saw the picture that the guy's talking about. Here's the photo of the fucking quarter tank full of petrol. I see the picture. The tank's not a quarter full. It's like three quarters full. Are you fucking kidding me? After all this, and you charge me 30 bucks, and you're like, here's the photo. I look at the photo. It's not even... Fuck you. So I write back, and I'm like, hey, man. This isn't less than a quarter full. This is over half full. It's like three quarters full. So, is this the photo you're talking about? What the fuck is going on? And he just replies and goes... He just replies and goes... Uh, after just, like, sending me all these fucking uppity emails about, like, here is a link to our policy, and this is a boo boo boo, And I go... Um... I appreciate your time getting back to us with regard to the issue raised by the owner of the vehicle. I reviewed the photos that were sent and saw that you left the vehicle with three quarters of a tank of fuel, which is totally okay for our borrowers. We have removed the charge. Let us know if you have any questions. Warm regards, Brandy G. And I'm like, nah, cunt. (laughs) Why would you not check the photo? I'm so right there, hey? And this is it i'm back i can't let it go i'm emailing again nah dude how could you not check the photo i don't trust you i want an extra 10 bucks why this this is it why do i need to take time out of my life to email these people like that i can't just let it go i mean i guess in this instance i'm right so i did the, did i do the right thing Do people do that? Do you fucking email back when shit goes wrong like this and go, Hey man, nah, I want to argue with you. Like when I got that email that said you left it with less than a quarter of a tank, I was ready to just believe it. But a part of me was like, no, I still want to see the photo though. Because I guess like I don't normally do that. And so I don't believe that I would have done that. So I want to see the evidence. And I was willing to believe that I did, but you know, so yeah. And then the fact that there's evidence and that they didn't even fucking look at it, it's like, I'm right. But whenever I do this, whenever I hold on to some, like, the right to be correct, to win the argument, I feel like it doesn't make me happy. And more than being right, I want to be happy. And maybe if I just let that 30 bucks go, you know, like, I wouldn't have been fucking... I wouldn't have been annoyed and I wouldn't have been like last week when I was so bummed. Like I was genuinely upset because I was like, oh, I let that person down. And maybe where this relates to right now and maybe why I'm even a little bit stressed today and at the moment actually is because of what I want to do tonight. So tonight I'm going to go to this gig, a guy who runs this gig in Melbourne who I've known... I I he's been in Melbourne for like doing comedy for longer than since I've been here, right? Um, and he runs this gig and uh, it's not the Exford, it's a gig that's been around for a long time and he's kind of infamous in Melbourne comedy because like he's kind of a bully, he is, he's a bully and uh, he, you know, I think takes like a bit of joy in like belittling people or making people feel uncomfortable as gigs. I think he enjoys it. And everyone kind of knows that and accepts that. And he's banned me from doing his gig because like a year and a half ago when we were in lockdown, I did a uh, an illegal gig in this warehouse in Melbourne. Um during lockdown, and there were like 20 people there and I did it because I was, you know, I'm not, I, I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. Um, and he, when I asked him for a gig when we came out of lockdown, he said, I'm not booking people who did illegal anti-vax gigs. And that's fair enough. But everyone I've spoke to is like, first of all, who cares? And second of all, that guy's a hypocrite because he was also breaking lockdown and having big gatherings of people and doing all this stuff. Um, And so, you know, whatever Um, And I kind of let it go But he runs a few gigs And I just, I want to do his gigs And there's something in me, I guess That also, maybe this is what I've been talking about in therapy Like, (laughs) I want people to accept me Or maybe I feel bad for having negative feelings towards this guy And so I'm going to reach out to him And let him make me feel shit this is it. I've been, I guess I've been talking in therapy about that, about like when I know how someone's going to treat me, I still reach out to them and let them treat me badly because that's what I think I deserve or something like that. But like I want to do the gigs that he runs and there's a part of me that believes that if I go to him, he he's, there's the gigs on tonight and I'm going to go there tonight and I'm going to try and talk to him. And there's a part of me that believes that if I do that, Maybe he'll respect me enough to let me do the gigs again. And there's other gigs that he runs that he's never booked me for that are paid. And maybe he would let me do those. So um, I'm going to do that tonight. And I'm not sure if it's the right thing to do. Is it the right thing to do? Like I'm going there to just like maybe let him bully me again. But if he does, I I don't know what to do. But I'm going to try and stand my ground and just be like... Okay. Like I don't want to buy into it. I don't want to be if I if, if if something that he says makes me feel bad, I don't want to try and say that back to him. I maybe want to take a second. That's what I want to do. I want to take a second. Like listen to what he says. <sighs> maybe take a breath and then, you know, say whatever I think. And just just say how I feel and say what I want. And if he's not willing to give me the thing that I want, then I tried, you know, at least I tried, but maybe that's something I'm a little bit worried about. Maybe that's why I feel a bit shitty at the moment. Because I do I feel scared about going there and talking to him. Yeah. And I just wanna ask. I sent him a message. I already sent him a message yesterday on New Year's Day, just going like, Hey, I don't know where we stand, but I'd love to do spots at your rooms again if you'll have me. So let me know if you want to chat. And he didn't reply. So I'm going to go down there today and I want to check Because that's what the new Year's is about I guess Giving it another crack Giving it a shot Having a fair go <laughs> Or making the same mistakes that you've always done And letting people walk all over you <laughs> Oh god I don't know man I don't know I feel really positive about my plan for the year Um about the the little bits of work every day, you know, about trying to look after my money and be smart about it and the budget that I've written for myself and the goals that I have. I'm really excited about the new year um, and I don't know that I really have that much more to say, to be honest, but I still got like two more minutes left, so what am I going to talk about? It just rained for like 10 seconds and then it stopped raining. I was really excited. I'm still sweaty. Sitting here in my room all fucking sweaty and shit. I contacted the people from Bendigo who run the Bendigo um, Latin Festival and like had a chat to some of those. They've already got tickets to the show. That's exciting. I did a set last night and did a new bit like or a bit in a way that I haven't done before and that's fucking super exciting. What am I doing in the next week or so? Tonight I'm going to to do that to talk to that guy and have him yell at me. Tomorrow night I'm emceeing Red Betty. Good show Wednesday I'm headlining 51st Jokes At George's And then I'm doing Miss Moses Great shows Friday I'm doing uh, Thursday I'm doing Fuck all Friday I'm doing A show in Bendigo Oh next week By the way If anyone's listening From the Gold Coast I'm doing shows In the Gold Coast I'm doing a week Of shows there um, Headlining Tuesday, Wednesday Thursday, Friday Saturday So hit me up About those And then the following Week on the 18th I've got the trial For my new show In Melbourne At Some Velvet Morning Um yeah, I'm fucking, I've got some stuff coming up. It's very exciting. I had a lovely chat to my girlfriend this morning on, uh, on Facebook, like video chat. We've been watching Black Books. We watched the episode where um, uh, Bernard gets addicted to gambling and then Manny and Fran have to go in and like gamble for him and pretend to be stupid Americans so they can get into this illegal card game and uh, like get... Like all the money that he just lost Like 20 grand that he just lost to these illegal card sharks Get it back to him so he can pay off the dude that he loaned I don't fucking know man Why am I so boring today What the fuck I'm so I feel so boring I've just done a bunch of work I have hung out with my mum You know Spurs lost last night Whatever is this going to be the year? Is this the year that it's going to be? The year of just being the most boring fuck. Just working hard and 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 saving money and not doing anything fun. Contrast that from last year which was like I want to just have more time to be fun. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I feel like the I feel like this year is going to be a hard slog, but I'm kind of like ready for that and looking forward to it. And I don't have any New Year's resolutions except for just be smart with my money and and take care of it and be mindful. And I think that's all I've got to say to you guys this week, man. I hope you had a great New Year's. um, And I hope you got some good plans for the new year. And uh, I hope you write me some messages. And if you don't, well, you know what's going to fucking happen. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. It's been Aiden Jones, sitting under a tray. Peace.